Hey there. Welcome to Sobertown Podcast. I want to invite you to visit the wonderful world of sobriety. You can visit our website, which is SobertownPodcast.com. This is where you can find sober tools for your sober toolbox, such as Todd's blog on how to successfully manage alcohol triggers and cravings. We also post the Rewired Podcast and the schedule for Zooms. This is where you can find all these beautiful recovery stories that we all share from our heart of our hero's journey. We also have a Facebook community, Sobertown Facebook. I want to introduce myself. My name is Viv. Some of you know me as Sober I Thrive on the I Am Sober app, which we warmly know as IAS. The I Am Sober app is a daily counter that you can download in your app store. It's easy. It's free. And that's where we all met and we contribute to SobertownPodcast.com. On there, there's a community button where we can create community and connection. In addition, I'm a sober recovery coach certified in Roots of Addiction, the joys of sober recovery, and the neuroscience of addiction. I'm also a certified life coach. All you have to do to take advantage of a complimentary call with me for 30 minutes is send me your email. And you can send this email to viv at soberithrive.org. All it takes to change your life is to take the first step and schedule your confidential, complimentary call. Everyone needs a sober cheerleader. And with the SoberTownPodcast.com, we can help create the sober warrior within you. Hi, Erica. This is, I'm doing the book review mm -hmm. with Erica Spiegelman, and it's for the 101 Affirmations for Addiction and Recovery. Thank you so much for joining us for Sobertown Podcast. No, uh, we're yes. very Sobertown podcast. Yay! <laughs> so, um, in the book of the 101 affirmations, yes, one of the qu questions that I had, and I love the book, and I love all of your books, like mm -hmm. Rewired, I have each and every one of them. And I was just wondering what brought about writing this book. Well, I think, you know, as if anybody has read Rewired or any of my other books, at the back of each chapter, Rewired, you know, that's where it started, I write affirmations. And why I did that when I was writing the book, um, what is it? It was 2015, so almost, gosh, eight years now, almost, like crazy. It'll be eight years, seven years. Um, I, you know, I used affirmations in my own recovery and my own journey. And so the book is just a reflection of basically what helped me recover, what was helping the clients that I was working with at treatment centers. I was working as a counselor. Um, I started a private practice. So I used to like, you know, implement these, you know, kind of treatment, I would say treatment plans for people or life plans or whatever it was. Each individual is different, but I always included affirmations because I just felt like it was such a powerful tool in terms of changing the pathways um, in our brain. So if I am going to continually, habitually, repetitively say over and over and over and think over and over better thought habits, like better, more positive thoughts about myself, about the world, what I want to manifest, and I do this on a daily basis, you're going to see your pathways change. You're going to be focused on 
feeling empowered. You're going to be focused on those powerful words, the language. You're even going to hopefully imagine what you're saying to be true, even if in the moment you don't feel it to be true yet. It will become part of you. It will become part of your identity. So that's why I really wanted to get this message out there to people in recovery, people not in recovery. It doesn't matter. Like anybody can use this tool of self, like positive affirming words is really what it's about. Yeah. Right. I thought it was really beautiful um, the way that you had broken up the book in different topics. So as I was going through it um, and reading you know, reading the book, I found myself actually in my day to day life um, having, uh, you know, these thoughts come up uh, over, let's say, uh, self-care. I was trying to wind down and it's really hard to underwhelm. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, oh, let me go pick up the book and let me look at self-care. And the affirmations, what I loved about it is that in it, I could be specific yeah. to what I was going through. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was my hope too, is, is like, I, like people are like, well, how should I use that? And I've explained it in the beginning a little bit about like certain ways in which you could use it by saying it three times and doing it daily. But I think too, you know, it's important to just, again, share with people, like if you're specifically working on being more focused on authenticity, if you're, if you're focused on, like you said, self-care, you could flip to that or like, Someone the other day on the Zoom said spirituality, like, you know, you could flip to the bot that the last chapter of spirituality and just like, I think it's always nice to just pick a page and that page is what's meant to speak to you for that day. Or if you really have nothing specific, just open the book and open it to something and repeat that that day and see how you relate to that affirmation. Like, does does this resonate with you? Does it not? Maybe it's something that brings up something out of the blue. Who knows? Yeah. Right, right. It's kind of a fun way to use it. I I thought, yeah, and and I love that. And I also wanted to, uh, if you could explain to us why affirmations, what do they do to the brain? I know you explain it in the book Mm -hmm. and I love the way that you broke it down. And, but also I think when we come from um, addiction, yeah, we're so used to negative, having negative self-talk. Yeah, of course. And we're addicted almost to the negative self-talk as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it all is um, unfamiliar. Yeah. So how does this, how do affirmations, why do affirmations rewire the brain? How, how does that happen? So for instance, I have the book right here too. So let's, let's take for... So even in the beginning, I do say that words and statements have the capacity to alter moods, emotion, heartbeat, breath, and rhythm. So if I'm saying to myself, you know, you're never, you're never going to amount to anything, or you're never going to find someone that you love, or you're never going to, you know, based on just this pattern of negative thinking due to the fact that we've been living in secrecy and shame and self-betrayal and all these things that come with addiction um versus you know so so again if i'm if i'm like thinking negatively like my heartbeat's gonna slow or my breath i can't get a deep breath because i I, my nervous system is in overload from just being anxious and worried and in fear and in fear and in fear right so everything is going to be connected on a cellular level this is how disease actually starts is when we are i i personally think disease starts with your thoughts honestly um 
And if I'm constantly negative, I'm going to be depressed. And then if I'm depressed, I'm not going to exercise. If I'm not going to exercise, I'm not going to sleep well. And if I'm not going to sleep well, I'm not going to feel good. And then my mood's going to change. And then I'm going to turn to drugs and alcohol because I can't. It's all connected. So if we could start and see that even if we were in unhealthy patterns before, we can all turn to an affirmation and say, listening to my needs gives me strength and makes me a better friend, colleague, and partner. Okay. So even just something like that is like, do I listen to my needs? Like, you know, I'd saying that over and over again, we may start listening to our needs. So these, these are more messages even too, that could help you start to, you know, question like, because like you were saying, it's so subconscious for some of us, like it's been going on so long that we don't even realize that we're not in self-care, attending to our needs, or we may be, but we don't realize how impactful it's it becoming in our lives. Yeah. So I think just just understanding that just to start with like the language, like if someone says to you something really rude and mean and criticizes you or triggers you in a way, like your heart starts, right? You're you're like you could start sweating or people turn red or you you have a reaction, like you're you have a physical reaction, emotional reaction to all of that. So we have to see language as being crucial. Like watching our words, watching the language, watching the self-talk. Like that's why I even say to people in my recovery, what really helped me, and it sounds cheesy, but was being like, You got this, you're strong. I'm so proud of you. I would talk to myself like that. You're the best. You did great today. You, uh, like head hit the pillow. And I was always like, You got up, you made your bed, you know, you did this. Thank God you, you have your sobriety. Thank God you have your body that works. You have your mind, you know, and I would go through it all. And it was just like it was kind of like half gratitude half like like positive self-regard half talking kindly to myself just to start getting those pathways going right you know what and, and i think i i'm looking at all of this um that was one of the 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 things that i was my takeaway um in part of the rewired it was those affirmations that you put in yeah. the back of the book and i think that the the book in detail the 101 affirmations I loved the one that says um, it, it was, let me see, words have power. It's in your introduction. Mm -hmm. And it, it says each night before when my head hits the pillow, I would go over all the wins in my head, the accomplishments and goals achieved for the day. And I really love the part of this is almost like celebrating ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You don't don't do we weren't used to doing and when we even your part of gratitude we're so uh intertwined in having gratitude for the exterior yeah but your book for me broke it down being grateful within myself for myself right exactly self-love boom yeah that's self-love yeah. yeah yeah and i thought you know that that was there a, a method in which you came towards why you chose a certain topic first and then the secondary one and then the third one? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of like Rewired and my my book, The Rewired Life. And it's just they kind of all, I think, have the same feel of like. I mean, a lot of these chapters and you know are the themes that i write about me right authenticity gratitude self-care you know it's a little bit different i don't have a chapter on coping skills and and rewired but i think through the years it's just developed in terms of what i feel like people really need to focus on in recovery and 
So this is in a different order, but um, I feel like with addiction, when we talk about addiction and just retraining the brain and rewiring the brain and, and paying attention to our thought habits, you know, that has the, it's like rarely talked about that much in terms of addiction treatment. Like at centers, we don't really sit around talking about how impactful your thoughts are on you. It's kind of like, here are your red flags. Here's your family history. This is what relationships you have to work on. This, you know, and it's, and it's like, yeah, but we're not, we're not teaching, explaining to people not only to be aware of your thoughts and how they impact you, but okay, great. Even if we know that, like, now what do I do? Like, how can I literally help somebody change the quality of their thoughts? Because we need to teach. We need to teach just like we need to teach our kids. Like, how is anyone going to learn that that is really important in terms of relapse? When I hear people relapse and my clients have relapsed, it, it, I could say 95% of the time starts with their thoughts going south. Absolutely. You know, or being doubtful or anxious. And not to say that like every day I have anxiety, I have doubts, things come in and out. doesn't mean I'm going to relapse. But again, I have the tools now to say to myself, Erica, let's reframe this. Yeah. Whatever you were feeling anxious about, like, let's use it. Like, what? What? Why are you anxious about it? Oh, you, you're nervous because you've never done something like that before. Okay, that's no problem. We got this. Let's set up a plan. You know, and I talk myself through it. <laughs> Back in the day, if I felt anxious, I turned right to alcohol. You know, I wouldn't even. I didn't have the. I didn't again. Back to like repetition and changing the brain. I didn't have no practice doing any of that like I never did it period but again when I first started it was just practice little practice little by little by little it becomes natural it becomes secondary after a while right you know so anyway I I that what your question was was like that I think because I wanted people to know coping skills second and then the boundaries I just did it in an order where I feel like it could teach people yeah it, so so that because what I was looking at your book on the 101 affirmations is addiction and i loved that you put that first because like you said yeah not talked about yeah the addiction started in the brain yeah the relapse starts in the brain and when when we are entertaining those thoughts of addiction mm -hmm. um and having your book handy to say, let me see what an affirmation would be and mm -hmm. what I can work with. Right. Because what I'm feeling is whatever that um, addiction is, for some it's alcohol. I mean, addiction, even though it's a different addiction, it has many facets and they all look the same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So to be able to say we hear that uh, addictive voice in our head first. Mm -hmm. And then when we recognize it and we don't know what to do with it, this is such a beautiful way to go into our book and say, let me halt it here. Yeah. And go into to addiction. So I thought that this was such a beautiful way that you've reframed everything. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Is there a, a, a part of the addiction where that came out? to write these affirmations? What was the influence? Well, I feel like, you know, that word addiction for many people, even myself, was hard to even say for a very long time. To say I'm an addict, to say I had an addiction, or I have an addiction. Some people, I personally like to use different language when I'm talking about myself today. 15 years over, I say I'm a healthy woman. I've had 
um, an experience with addiction for many years. Um, I came out on the other side right now. I'm out on the other side right now. Um, I've recovered. Um, I don't really say I'm in recovery because to me, it sounds like I'm still sick somehow and I'm, I feel I'm healthy. So I don't, but I will definitely, I will own the fact that, that I have dealt with addiction. If it came in, if I ever chose to use again, I would be right back to being addicted. I know that like, I'm not in denial of any of that. It's just in terms of the, the language I use for myself, what feels comfortable. But I know I was talking to a client the other day and we were just saying how he, he was just saying how he can't even really say that word addiction. Like it, 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 he was brought up in a family back to narratives around like an addict is a bad human being. They're the scum of the earth. They're the, you know, oh my God, look at that person. They're an addict, right? He grew up with that kind of narrative. So when, when he knew truly he was one, I mean, he was in denial for years, which leads to pain and prolonging addiction and all these other things, right? So then I wanted to like, just be bold even for myself and for others and just be like addiction first, first chapter. Wow. Let's kind of call it what it is, right? Like, like I'll even say to people, like, you know, people in denial that they like some people be like, do I really have an addiction? I'm like, and, and it really is. Yes, you have negative consequences. You're, you know, physical symptoms of an addiction. You have all these things that happen. But yet we still are like, don't want to really wrap our, our head around the word. So I wanted to just say it to kind of lift the stigma. And also the first affirmation is I can recover. Woo. Yeah, because that is beyond powerful. I'm not defined by nor limited by my addiction. Recovery is a journey. I can begin. I can become healthier and happier than I've ever been before. And that's the truth. You can recover. That's the truth. If you want to recover, if, you, if, if you're ready, you can do it. You can right. do it. So I, I just wanted to use it. I, I really wanted it to, to be hopeful. Like, like there's so much with addiction that's like doom gloom. And I wanted to just say it and then be hopeful right off the bat. Right. Right. Because I think that these that these books or these affirmations written in the book give us a basis when and like you said, that word addiction and we call it recovery. And I'm, you know, what one of the words that that I thought for myself was rediscovery. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought in rediscovery. Who am I? And these words that you put down, even in addiction, are hopeful. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of loss in addiction, as we know. You know, I mean, I've lost clients through the years, unfortunately, um, too many to count. But again, for all those lives lost, and I think because of their path, a lot of things do change for the positives, you know, it impacts other people. Not to get into the whole philosophical, like philosophical thing about that, but but also for as many people that suffer, there's so many people that recover. I mean, look at you, look at me, look at, I mean, so many beautiful, wonderful souls I've come across that you know have have made it and that thrive and struggle, but yet lead the way and light the way for others. And you know, it's just it's a really beautiful thing, and it's and I think it's you know we've all. Think, I think most of us can see how many blessings come with our experience with addiction and our journey towards in the middle, towards going to recovery, then being in recovery. Like, there's just so much beauty and lessons and value in that experience for people if we're if we're like open enough to see it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in my own my own recovery, I can speak 
I'm grateful. Yeah. Because it allows me to connect deeper on someone that is struggling. Yeah. I'm like, I could relate. Yeah. Yeah, You can relate. Yeah. And, you know, you can almost, uh, I can almost go back. And when they're telling me about their struggles, I can almost go back and go back and to drop myself into that feeling of despair of where I was. And I'm like, hey, come on, let's go. And, you know, with even with Sober I Thrive that I have, this is something that I'm going to use with my clients because I think it's very important that even it starts out, we didn't start out not believing in ourselves from from the moment that we were born it's conditioning it's environment so i believe you know with positive books like this we can have new beliefs yeah and empowerment toward ourselves yeah yeah um one of the the last thing that i wanted to to ask you is um is in your book is there a favorite favorite passage or favorite affirmation that you have oh gosh so many um (laughs) i know right (laughs) but i was like you know what i this is one of the questions that i wanted to ask you know if if, if there was a chapter or there was an affirmation that you yeah i i back again i don't know why authenticity always seems to be my like maybe it's just because it's such a core value of mine i feel like i had to shape shift and really put on so many masks when I was younger in my own family history. My parents divorced. All these things happened when I was younger and I kind of learned to do that. So I think when I finally got sober, I was like, holy cow, this is the word I need to latch on to because I, I need to like have everything in my life kind of feel like congruent with this word authenticity so that I don't betray myself anymore and get into relationships where I'm like pretending to be someone else to please people or taking a job that I feel like is just against everything in my soul like all my value I've had jobs like that in the past you know so again it was like a really good word for me to kind of be my north star and gauge everything so I think I I love like the first affirmation in the authenticity chapter which is I'm the architect of my life I build its foundation and I choose its contents. Like I just, I, I don't know why I really feel like the word authenticity means you're the author of your own life in Latin. I feel like it's really, it was for, at least for me empowering to finally realize I can create any life I want now. Like I really felt chained to my addiction. Like I felt very much hopeless. Like how am I going to get out of this? And then even if I, I couldn't even go there, even if I get out of there. But let's say I, I once in a while I'd be like, if I do, then there's so much, there's so many layers to get through. Like, I just felt like I had no choices. I felt like I was destined in a, you know, in a really kind of weird way. And But the minute I truly buried alcohol, buried it in the ground, put it to death, put the dirt over. I mean, literally, that's how I visualized it when I first got sober. And I was like, it's gone. It's dead. Does not exist. There is no option for it. There is no window cracked open. Like, it is gone. That's the way I had to look at it. And when I did that, there was like this freedom. Like, I felt like I was just free to be empowered and like to create any life I wanted, really. And so with that, like, is is that, you know, I think just important for people to know that you can kind of choose any life you want. There is no, you know, I mean, yes, we have money issues that hold us back or we have, you know, educational things and, you know, but again, it's like, 
we have to you look at kind of our relationship with finances and we need to look at our relationship with self-worth and like you could go get certifications and you can get things. I mean, there's always a path. Like even some of my most, my, my clients that have that really have had a hard life, like I'm still like, what are your dreams? What are your goals? We're going to find a way to get there because then there's a hope and then there's excitement and then there's feeling empowered and proud of yourself and all these positive things, you know? Well, I, I think in what you just touched on, it really makes sense because when we do put alcohol or any type of addiction to death, yeah, it's basically what we're doing is we're putting, we're buried it, and then we have to build a new foundation. Yes. And this is exactly building the new foundation of where it all starts, the yeah. way we speak to ourselves, yeah. because it, it, it all started here. And I think that that's, it's sometimes can feel uncomfortable, yeah. but just like anything else, if we practice the affirmations, not knowing what am I going to say to myself, mm -hmm. but this book actually gives us the basis mm -hmm. to say, well, you know what? I don't know how to speak nicely to myself. Right. 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 Well, that's that's too was like, uh, you know, that I said to my publishers that this is what I want is a lot of people say to me, I don't know where to start. How do I even start? What do I even say? You know, and I'm like, I'm going to take all of that work out. You know, you don't need to worry about it. I'm going to I'll deliver it. Here it is. You know, and so, again, it's just it's like, again, starting something new. When I when I got sober, I was like I picked up Buddhist literature and I was reading about self-compassion and self-love and these concepts that I didn't know much about at the time. I was so far from that. And then immediately I started to feel closer to it because I just kept reading about it. And I kept looking at words that said positive things. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to do something compassionate for myself today. And then I would, you know, congratulate myself on that. And then so I started, you know, and I think I think it's so I just I think it's great to listen to podcasts, read books, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's just it's feeding yourself information and new new ideas new concepts is so helpful so hopefully yeah. affirmations you know if people don't know about them now they could get to know them a little absolutely absolutely yeah. thank you so much erica so well. yeah thank you so much for your time for this book thank for you for reading the book and being one of the first people to get the book it's not even released yet so i'm so grateful oh. that you read it and looked through it and gave me feedback i really appreciate it oh you know what it was my pleasure it was my pleasure and this is one of the books that honestly is one of the ones that i will wake up to and i wake up to every morning and i read an affirmation that's amazing thank you uh, thank you for thank sharing you. it yeah so grateful all right thank you for being here thanks <laughs>